sharpen your pencils, adjust your glasses, fill those pocket protectors, because you've never heard nerds like this. Matt and Chris engage in rampant speculation. What up, Chris? What is up, Matt? Again, Coke Zero. <laughs> the drink of champions. It is, man. Like I said before, I'm trying to cut down on that sugar intake. Yeah. It's going to be a... It was a crazy week this last week. Um, I'm kind of excited for this next week. Oh, yeah? What's coming up? Nothing as special as yours. I just... I don't have my bosses in town. They've been in town like um, the entire week. Yeah. So That's a relief. Ah, I like them. I love it. It's nice having them in, but at the same time, like my productivity doesn't feel as good because right. I feel like I'm always, I mean, trying to like entertain them as well as not entertain, but like get them out there in front of customers and whatnot. But right when I'm by myself, I kind of roll with the punches a little bit better. Mm-hmm. I don't know. So I'm excited about today's podcast. Yeah. We, we Well, it's the first one we've done in a while, so that's exciting. Rampant speculation. I'm excited to talk about... Uh, Harry Potter. We haven't talked about Harry Potter since podcast one. Well, I mean, I think we've mentioned it. But not like but it. But yeah, we haven't dedicated a podcast. Deep. Yeah, well, and the reason why we're revisiting it is because I finally watched Fantastic Beasts and then saw the, the sequel. So I'm all caught up on the Fantastic Beasts uh, franchise. So let's dive into um, an overview of the world of Harry Potter. How do you think the Fantastic Beast fits in as like, the Harry Potter saga. Well, it's really cool. It's kind of, well, I was thinking about this the other day and it's kind of like the, they're talking about doing a new Game of Thrones show that would be like in an earlier era. Yeah, it's called right? um, Fire and um, Blood. Blood. Yeah. yeah. So, I, it's kind of like, that's what this is. It's it's a earlier in the timeline of Harry Potter and, um, it, but it's introduced, you know, it's informing the, sh- the show's um, or the the one the stories that have already come out, you know, it's adding depth to them, which I like. Um, you you know, you still have Dumbledore, and you, you get you young get, Dumbledore. Though. Yeah, you get young Dumbledore, young McGonagall. Though she's not really in it, she's but you not, see her. So that's yeah. that's okay. And so that's phase two. That's like the part two movie that you actually realize what's going on, and that opens right. up a whole other can of worms with right. McGonagall even being in inside where they're at now. Yeah. Um. But we get to find out the origin of Nagini, which is interesting. Um, it's it's yeah. cool. It makes you wonder how she aligns with Voldemort. But that's that's also movie two. Yeah, yeah, we're yeah. <laughs> Chris is Chris is jumping straight to Crimes of Grindelwald. It's like yeah. fresh on his mind. <laughs> yeah, well, that, yeah, that's the most recent one. But yes. <laughs> so, um, Fantastic Beasts. In my take of it, I think it it sums up pretty much what we didn't get to find out in the first uh, saga of movies. There's seven. Mm-hmm or eight total, but seven books right. and eight movies. The cool thing is how we see magic portrayed. It's just there. It's not like we have to hear them cast the spells. Like the spells are just happening. Like the movie in fact, that speaks opens right. with like the big earthquake that like seemed to be happening. And you kind of meet right. the horrors that were part well, the, of the ministry of the United States, which is kind of cool. Right. Well, that's, that's another thing too. Well, one thing, yeah, you get to learn about like the American version of magic, but also, um another cool thing is we seem kind of pretentious you you get you're introduced to the world like of adult magic immediately and whereas in harry potter you know it's like kid magic so you're learning stuff and it's it's you know and you slowly the adult world creeps in but it's all still very um limited magic in in a sense because it's just regarding specifically um school and and then voldemort but in this one you get to see it's just like adult magic and you get to see him using it all the time and um i i just thought that was interesting well we've talked about this before and i'm not sure if it was on the podcast before prior or not um but the cool thing about harry potter is you kind of grow with harry potter and now i like how they're not tuning it just to children anymore right they're they're keeping that audience who was fans or who have been fans of harry potter right and that's why it's kind of cool to see magic right out the gate because crimes of, excuse me crimes of grindelwald is dark it is a dark dark movie for harry potter mm-hmm. i mean seven um 
part one and part two of Deathly Hallows was dark, but right. Crimes of Grindelwald gets dark, and even Fantastic Beast is dark when you start thinking about like the witch hunt and whatnot. Yeah. So I kind of want to dive into the movie, but overall, the world I think fits perfectly. You kind of get to it's kind of funny to see oh, Fantastic Beast and where to find them. Like oh, that's Newt. Like that's yeah. what they learn about in school. Mm-hmm. It's kind of cool to have that correlation. Um, what did you think of um, you when the movie first starts? You see Newt getting off the boat. He's kind of you kind of get to see America. And he's not supposed to be bringing these fantastic beasts around. So he's obviously on a mission. Um, what do you think about his interaction kind of with the magic side of the United States? Well, I, it was, well, part of it is, is like, it seemed like it was like the, they didn't really say exactly how long it's been, but it, it seemed to be kind of like early on in the whole wizards hiding themselves from, from muggles. And oh, keep talking, Chris. I was just saying goodbye. Okay, goodbye, Jesse. Jesse's Jesse stopped by and dropped the equipment. He didn't off. want to be in our podcast. He's too good for it. All right, Jesse, go. Goodbye. Goodbye, goodbye sweet all I world. Have to say is just sweet, goodbye. sweet world. Chris, I'm glad you can smell my tea breath. You deserve it. You <laughs> need great. this breath. Does tea give you bad breath? I don't well, even I mean, know if it does. It does. I mean, if you just if you just sit around and drink tea all day, what do you think? It's, what do you think is going to happen to your breath? I wish I was a wizard. I could wand well, my breath away. Imagine people with coffee breath. Just drink coffee all day and they get in your face and it's like, holy hell. Well, coffee has like a really distinct sp- uh, well, smell to it, though. Well, tea does too, but it's, it's, a, it's <clears throat> not as bad. So my breath is typically not bad. Coffee is much better smelling than tea. Oh, man. You Teachers always have being, that bad When it's being tea made, breath. yes. But on somebody's coffee breath, breath. no. You got me saying <laughs> tea breath now. All right. Bye, everybody. See ya. Bye. Take care. Thanks bye, little Ezra. Headphones or the whole equipment. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, Thanks, Brian. Make sure to thank thank, Brian. thank you, Brian Hollingsworth. All right, so back where we left off, we're talking about wizards interacting with the U.S. kind of type of constitution. Muggles, Muggles. Yeah, yeah. Well, and so I I was picking up on your point. I don't think it's been very long mm-hmm. um, since the international statue statue of secrecy was right. was put into place because they obviously they have a more strict of a rule than England does about muggles and wizards marrying each other. Like, right. they're, like, zero tolerance on that. Right. So I thought that was pretty interesting because it starts off with Newt going up to the right. going up to the steps and seeing the guy speak. Yeah, and he's... Um, well, and you could almost read it as, like, a direct consequence of, like, the witch trials that we'd had. Like, that created a culture where they're like, okay, we need to hide ourselves from the muggles. It's the only, and then of course it's created this backlash effect, which is where Grindelwald comes in. And then, and I also really liked how they handled the, the bad guy in this, in the first movie. Um, it, it was a, it was like a double, um, double twist. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like you, you you thought you picked up on the, what the twist was and then there was another twist on top of it. So I don't, I guess we're spoilers. We can do spoilers, right? Yeah, this is going to be spoilers. Uh, I mean, Fantastic Fantastic Beasts came out such a long time ago. So the bad guy is played by Colin Firth for basically the entire movie. And he's just some or from England that's... At first, he's he's played as just kind of a dick. He's from the U.S., actually. He's part of the U.S. one. Are you sure? I'm 100% positive. I, I, I don't know about that. But anyway, I thought that he was sent over by England. Anyway, um... He's he's over there and he's he's just kind of played as like an asshole at first, which is fine. But then and then you kind of pick up oh like yeah this is going to be the actual bad guy. He's the the trick is that he's pretending to be a good guy, um, and he's just a double agent. And you think you got it all figured out, which is what happened with me. I was like oh yeah, I've seen enough movies. I know what's going on here. But actually, in actuality. He's not even that horror. He's he's Grindelwald um, in disguise, and then at the end he turns into Johnny Depp, and they capture him. <clears throat> yeah, he uh, and he fights off like twenty. Aurors. And then that's the end of Fantastic Beast, and we don't have any more movies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So the the cool thing about it was, um, you get to saw him interact with Credence and how they were even prevalent on the streets. I think it was in New York. And um, they were on the streets. Uh, she was handing out pamphlets to the kids to combat magic and witchcraft. And you saw Credence, and you thought, like, you knew from early on that he wanted to be a wizard as well, but you didn't think he was going to be a good one. You didn't right. think he was an obscure. So you had no idea 
early that he was an right, obscurus. Which is the obscurus is the um, kind of focal point of the film is they're looking for this obscurus, which is like this dark magical force that can just is highly destructive. And it's created basically when a wizard like undergoes a traumatic event at a young age and they kind of like push all their magical powers into this sort of dark form that just acts impulsively and eventually it kills them. Yep. So, and there's, there's multitude of, um, it's crazy because Newt has an Obscurus already caught in his, in his box. Suddenly mm-hmm. he's like the first one to ever tame it, which is why Dumbledore in Crimes of Grindelwald wants him to go after Credence, um, especially and why he's even in America to, to start with. Dumbledore suggested that he go there to find that, um, yeah, the Phoenix. Or whatever he was trying to find over there. It was that big Thunderbird. He was trying to release the Thunderbird, thunderbird yep. into its natural habitat and had been captured. And the the craziest thing about everything that went down um, with him meeting um, Jacob and um, and uh, with him meeting uh, the sisters and how that all worked. Because they're both oars in the same department. Because Graves is the guy that Grindelwald takes control of. Yeah, Graves actually works. And that was her boss. And which is why it was weird and how everything was kind of going down. So I'm, I'm, I was excited to see the aspect of what what the different ministries look like. Because in Crimes of Grindelwald, you get to see like the French ministry right. versus the ministry yeah. um, that you've always known back in England. Uh, England. And then, then you get to see the U.S. ministry. It's kind of cool to see the yeah. difference. Yeah. What is so? Teeny is the is a girl's name. The sister that dates Jacob. Mm-hmm. Did you? How'd you like their interaction? Well, yeah, it was cool. It was, you know, it's like a, it's an extremely 1920s, like, personality. You know, she's like, oh, Jacob. You know, like, she's got that, it's like something from the, the flapper days, and it's very... Uh, that had to be like a fake voice, though. They, they, yeah. Do you think, it, like, if it was like a personal one-on-one conversation, like, do you think she always talked like that? No, I think she did, because, I, I mean, I don't know. We have movies that tell us that people used to talk like that. So I don't, assuming that they used to talk like that, I'm also assuming that they would talk like that all the time. And it was almost like the, the U S in the U S they all dressed like muggles. They didn't dress like wizards. Like they do. In yeah. England. That was a, that was an interesting different thing. Cause like, yeah, in the, she was the original like Harry the Potter. Dress. Well, I will say this. It's a little bit more. The difference between the books and the movies is quite a bit as well because in the original harry potter like the first one or two harry potter movies they did kind of emphasize how wizards dress so differently than muggles but by the end they were all dressing basically like muggles true um just probably because it was just easier um but yeah in the books it's always like uh, the wizards will put on dresses and stuff because well well, because back in harry potter the it was normal people coming out of the woodworks. It just wasn't the ministry. I bet the ministry people always kind of dressed like muggles. But yeah. when Voldemort died or he was vanquished, um, right. there was normal people like Dudley Dursley's driving down the road, and he's like, "What are all these quacks doing here?" Right. You know, he's like, "What the fuck?" Well, also like, well, to that point in the books, when they go to the World Cup, uh, Crouch is all dressed up in a three-piece suit, like he's a yep. he's dressed like a, a muggle. Um, already, so it's obviously yeah, like you say the the, the regular folk. But you know, in the, in in Fantastic Beasts, Teeny was dressed normal, and she wasn't with mis- the Ministry. Although they had they had laws, so maybe yeah. that's a law thing. Like they, that that was my way to, to fit in, yeah, because yeah. they wanted to be caught out. And I thought it was uh, um, I thought it was super cool on how everything uh worked as far as the interaction between. Because you don't, you didn't get a lot of wizards in this one. You got just a select few, but then you started getting like the senator, mm-hmm. and then and how he was running, and then how Graves was actually focusing on taking the senator down, and because right. he wanted to release credence, because it's all building into this bigger story that we had no idea was existing, right. and it was all t- tied to Dumbledore, which we had no ideas until the second movie. So it's kind of cool to go back from when you watch Crimes of Grindelwald to when you watch. Uh, fantastic beast because you start to understand why he was pushing credence the way he was because this is all a point for him to break free well also although most of the movie he's pushing credence in a way unintentionally because he doesn't think he thinks credence is a squib 
um, or or just a muggle or whatever. He thinks he doesn't have magical powers, but he's leading Credence on because he knows Credence wants magic, but he thinks it's the girl. And um, who's that? That that little girl in the orphanage that's like Credence is protecting oh, from the from Graves the headmistress. Knew the whole time. No, he didn't. He's like, no, he didn't, because he goes it's there. Been, it was it was Grindelwald. Grindelwald sent Graves. Grindelwald sent Credence over there the whole time. Like this was his plan the entire. He he's known who Credence is the whole time. That's what you find out in Crimes of Grindelwald. But if you're but just, no, I'm saying, but in Fantastic Beasts, he I think he knew of Credence the whole time. But, like, he didn't know the form that Credence took, right? Like, like he didn't understand. He didn't know it was. He knew that it was there. He knew there was an Obscurus there. And who knows what that Obscurus. Like, there's, at the end of Crimes of Grindelwald, there's a hint of that it's not what you were led to believe from Fantastic Beasts. But um, in, fan, in, the, in the first one, at the end, remember, he's talking with Credence and he's, and he's trying, he's like, you need to get me this, the girl, because he thinks the girl's the Obscurus is the one. And, and then, so well, then when he sees, he kills the, the, the orphanage lady Grindelwald does. And, and, and you know, and he's got the girl cornered or something, but, and then Credence flips out into the Obscurus and he's like, Oh, it was you the whole time. And remember there's that speech where he's like, you'll never have magic because he thought he'd gotten what he wanted. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's what happens. The headmistress is attacking the girl, and, and Credence, Credence kills her. Kills Credence her. Out, yeah. And then he comes in and he thinks the girl did it. And he's like, um, Grindelwald does. And he's like, and he's like, okay, I'm done with you, Credence. I got what I wanted. You found, you know, you're done, and you're you'll never be anything. You're just a non-magic, a non-mage, as they call it. No mage. No mage. Yep. Yeah. And which I kind of like better than Muggle. Um, I don't know. I like Muggle better. It's, it rolls off the tongue easier than Nomage. But, um, but it, you know, so he he was misled. He he really thought that Credence was not what he was looking for originally. So that tells me he didn't know what, what, what Credence would, would, would be, a boy or a girl, or how old Credence would appear. But there's some indication... He should know. He yeah. should have an idea. I think because Dumbledore sent it away. That's what we know. That's well. Isn't that speculation? I don't know that we know that. I, I, I feel like you sent me that theory, and it made a lot of sense. But I, I feel like that wasn't. Oh no, yeah, because we, he says at the end something about something about Dumbledore. What was the line? I can't remember, but he knew that Dumbledore had sent he, credence. Well, overseas. he said you're, yeah. you're going to retake your rightful inheritance or something. Yeah. Um, like like he's a Dumbledore. Well, he does name him at the end of the day, at the end of the second yeah, movie. Right. So we're jumping a little bit, but not, I like when you look at Fantastic Beasts on its own, and you know nothing about second. I didn't know what the second movie was going to be about, but I knew that it had to star um, Grindelwald because the whole movie ended up being about Grindelwald, and he had no idea. You see him come in at the very beginning of the movie. You see like his his yellow hair and um, his kind of appearance, and then all of a sudden. It goes away. You see Graves inspecting what had happened mm-hmm. that night. It kind of looks like the Harry Potter house from Voldemort when it blew up. Yeah. And obviously something strong was there. And um, so I wonder if Credence, because Credence said that, right? To the house, like his Obscurus? Yes. I, I think that's what they imply. That's I think so when you finally figure out. Um, and then the, he kills the senator. And then all of a sudden that lady gets into the minds of senators. So they're starting to go after wizards and you kind of see how this and grant this is all Grenwald's plan he wants to start this wizarding war he wants wizards to be out in the open mm-hmm. and uh i think it's it's cool to see that early on early on and you don't even yeah. realize that's that's the plan you know, right right that this is being well, set and it up. starts out in the middle basically of Grenwald's rise to power um because yeah he's already wanted yep. for terrorist attacks and everything and he has it and he has not fought dumbledore yet that's right Obviously, is, we figure out yeah, what's going on with that. Yeah, that's going to be the final battle of this trilogy, of this franchise, however many movies it goes. So would you say is the biggest takeaway from um, the Fantastic Beast movie? Well, I was surprised at how much I like Newt and all of that stuff because like, I was interested in it from the Grindelwald, Dumbledore backstory aspect and I was kind of skeptical about it, the Fantastic Beast um, 
like dressing around it, you know, like, you know, take this kind of dumb book from that's just like a throwaway line from and you're going to make a whole movie about it. And but they the character of Newt is actually very compelling um, and his like kind of like ethos is very interesting. And I, I found all of that to be that was my the biggest surprise for me and that I'm actually invested in Newt's storyline, not just, you know, the backstory information. Yeah. Newt becomes a star of yeah. both movies, but he becomes like yeah. the main character, which <clears throat> is kind of cool. I also like the and them introducing more of the beast that we never get to see. Mm-hmm. You know, that's kind of cool to kind of, we hear about the beast kind of throughout the movies, but we never get to see some of the beasts actually get portrayed. Right. So I thought that was kind of cool and how he was able to work with them. And, you know, it just reminds you of Hagrid. You kind of have that connection with them because like, oh man, Hagrid would be crazy like this thinking like, oh, this three headed dog is, is the cool thing. It's fluffy and everybody tries to kill everybody else, but Hagrid. And yeah. I think that's kind of cool to see Newt have those same attributes towards like wild and crazy beasts that Hagrid right, does. Right. Yeah. So it kind of pulls us in with that too. Yeah. Um, and well, there's a cool theory that you had about Jacob. Yep. Um, well, I don't know if it was you or what, where you got it from, but it wasn't me. I got it from, um, yeah. Super Carlin brothers. They do the, they do a bunch of crazy theories on Pixar and a bunch of stuff, but they, yeah, yeah I thought it was kind of cool. Cause obviously at the end of the movie, um, Jacob builds this relationship with Newt and with Teeny and with Tina. Um, and they have this relationship. It's where he's actually gets pulled into everything mm-hmm. because this whole time news trying to get the, um, what's the thing that takes the coins? Niffler. Yeah. Trying to get a hold of this Niffler and Niffler takes stuff. And Jacob's at the bank. So when you start in, that's right, where new right. beats him at. Cause yeah. And he's a, he's a, a nomage. Yeah. And he's a nomage. And you know, he hooks up with, uh, Jacob at the bank cause Jake, they get their cases switched. And, you know, he's trying to get a loan for his, his cupcake shop. And so that's where they end up meeting at. So the, the fun thing about that is, is you get pulled into who Jacob is. And so you have a muggle and, uh, or a nomad in this movie and, and, uh, Nate, uh, what's his name? Noop. And they're both outcasts. You can just tell right away that they're kind of weird in their own way. And they're kind of outcasts from society. And so it's fun to see them interact with each other. And then they all get pulled in together because then, Obviously, Newt gets arrested because he's not supposed to be trafficking all those wild animals. Right. And then Tina wants to uphold the law. And then... Right. It's well, so she's a, well, and she's also like an aura that's on her last <laughs> yeah. strike, right? Like she's being told that she needs to get in line and, um, and you know, so she's like feeling a lot of pressure for her job. So she's not in the mindset to like give some guy that she doesn't know a break and just let him go. So she takes him in. Yeah. So I thought the character development was great. So by the end of it, you're, you're attracted to these characters. You want to, you know, you feel for them. And then the Thunderbird gets out and the Thunderbird tears, I guess, erase memories. And so Mm -hmm. at the very end, Jacob has to walk out into those tears because they can't leave him with the memory of what happened and, um, or else you'd be in trouble. She's still like holding to the line on that. Yeah. And so all of a sudden, you know, we kick off, too with you know and boom you know you see jacob he still remembers so go ahead and what what you were starting a theory what do you think about it well it was a cool theory that um he's actually a squib um or you know like has a magical connection because he he connects very well with the animals and yep. and newt's um little suitcase and the, the connection that they were drawing upon was that um, like all the squibs that are we are familiar with, like Hagrid and uh, um, Filch, were all had some sort of animal connection. Like Filch had his cat, which is like his familiar. He could like almost like see whatever, what whatever the cat's name was, could see. And Hagrid, you know, everyone knows Hagrid, and he was great with all the animals. Um, he, he could do a little magic. Although he was he was a little different because he wasn't, wasn't quite a squib. He's like a half giant, so that and he just wasn't trained either, right? So that created so that that is a little different than squib. But um, and 
Well, he had some training. He got kicked out of Hogwarts. He's just so, more yeah. bronze than than he's. Yeah. Bird, you know what I mean. He, he was forbidden from from actually, and well, so he Dumbled- couldn't have a wand. So he turned an umbrella into a wand, which is part of also I think his why wand. why his magic doesn't work as well. So I guess he's he doesn't work for the theory, but Filch does. Filch does for sure, and there's other people that. Uh, that that theory does go over who are squibs and mm-hmm. have those connections yeah. to uh, animals um, and to like things like Nagini and uh, other bloodline animals. But it's, it's really cool to see how it all plays out because all of a sudden he can see Hogwarts. Yeah. Right? If you're, if you're, if you're not, um, oh, yeah, nomads, you're not supposed to be able to see Hogwarts. Well, and it, he could see things that he, the ministry that, possi- that, that yeah. muggles aren't supposed to see. That's another thing that is they're a little Hence. vague about it in yep. the movie and possibly intentionally or possibly accidentally. But there's some things where they don't really let uh, it know we're, we're if Jacob can queenie. see we're Queenie, queenie. Not Teenie. Yeah, Teenie. Okay. Yeah, yeah, because I was like, oh, Tina. it's Tina and Teeny? I yeah. thought I would have remembered it's that. It's Queenie but, and Tina. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Queenie makes more sense. Um, but uh, no, the like, there's things that he theoretically shouldn't be able to see that he might have been able to see in the movies, but you're actually not sure if he's able to see it. Like with Hogwarts, he's standing there and he's just kind of like looking around yep. like dumbstruck. And you could interpret that two different ways. Is he you dumbstruck could, because people are like walking into something? He's like, dude, why are you going to those rooms? Right. You like, know? why are we here at this abandoned? Yeah, exactly. Um, although, also part of Hogwarts, I, 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 what I thought with Hogwarts, it would be it was the way they described it. It was more like if you crossed a certain point, you could see the castle, but you just weren't likely to because one, it was a ruins, and two, it was like had this repelling charm you know where when you get closer as a muggle you start to remember like things that you were supposed to get done and you would so you turn around so it could also be that maybe he crosses the thing and suddenly there's a castle there i mean there's a whole bunch of reasons that you could or he could be that he just sees the castle right away and he's just like whoa this is a cool castle so you you never it's not very well or i mean it's a it's either intentionally um like obscured so you don't know that so that it can be revealed later or it's just like a weird coincidence that he's acting that way or like a a really good attention to detail but it's yeah it's he's definitely smarter than he leads on and 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 there was a little snidbit too that you knew at the you didn't have to go to the second movie to know at the very end of the first movie when he has cupcakes and you see Queenie right, walk he, in the shop, he was baking the he, monsters that he, the fantastic that seen, beast so that he, he had obviously seen, the, had remembered some stuff. The, he retained some information. Yeah, it wasn't completely forgotten the way theoretically it should have been. Um, now, whether that's just because you know that's also not explained, it could that could be that the er- memory erasing doesn't work exactly like the wizards think, and so it would have done that no matter what. Or it could be because he's got some sort of magical blood that is protecting him that he doesn't know about yeah i would i'm I'm more to the latter because there'd be so many people that were in the city that saw stuff happen and go down that would have that reaction to you know what would they because there were other fantastic beasts from the city the The rain if you think about it the rain as a forgetful thing is kind of um not a very effective means of mass control because Lots of people are going to be inside and never go out into the rain. Lots of people have umbrellas. The umbrellas worked for the for the the wizards. Yeah, they had obliviators going too, though. That's true. They, it was two pronged. Yeah. yeah, you know that but, was kind of an easy mass. Right. Get anybody out and about, and then the obliviators went in and took care of the rest. Yeah. So that was it. Was good. You know, I liked it. My my favorite thing was just seeing magic in a more grown up society. Like you weren't in Hogwarts. You didn't have to deal with the kids and the teenagers and the and the children. You got to see adults going after each other and fighting for what they thought was right. And yeah. It still wasn't like Harry Potter as a teenage kid taking on a full-grown adult. It was, you know, Grindelwald taking on twenty Aurors. Like you saw, right. you don't ever get to see Voldemort fight anybody. That's no. kind of that's kind of what sucks about Harry Until Potter. Until the very end. Yeah, he, he battles people at the end, but like he battled a lot of people throughout the books. He killed a lot of other Ministry people that you don't even get to see him kill. Right. Um, even in Harry's time, I'm not even talking about the first Wizarding War, but in the second one, he's still battling people. You just don't get to see it. Right. So it's kind of cool to see the evil guy. Kind of taking on, yeah, everybody. a full fledged magic fight, yeah, because 
So by the which time... didn't that you didn't really have that until the last book. I guess the second to last book too, when they go to the ministry, um, there's that's a full on magic flight fight. But of course, it's kids versus adults. Yeah. So it's uh, you know so, you got Harry Potter doing Expelliarmus. Yeah. <laughs> and so the cool thing about it is like you didn't there weren't really a lot of theories after Fantastic Beasts because they didn't really set anything up. And then you get to Crime the Grindelwald and then you see the trailer and you're like, oh man. And they actually did set up a lot, but you just yeah, didn't realize it. You didn't it. realize it, yeah. yeah. And then you see the trailer like, oh, I didn't think about Grindelwald being in captivity. Right. They didn't even take him to Azkaban. They kept him actually in the US and they had all these guards around him and um mm-hmm. the the opening to Fantastic Fantastic Beast was a little crazy and a little confusing, but so fun because you're like, okay, wait a minute. When did he actually switch the body, like switch right. himself with the double agent? And I've seen a lot of kind of cool reviews on that um, because they said he cut out his tongue. Well, did they cut out Grindelwald's tongue and he just grew it back, or did he cut out the other guy's tongue? Right. It was. It's really confusing on how it all take place and when did he get this elder wand? Like, <laughs> you know, they had the elder wand the whole time, and yep. you know, then all of a sudden you see uh, the the guy that um, was he transferred into. You know, you knew it was. Grindelwald standing around the cliff, you know, so when, I guess we should back up a minute. So when you open up uh, Crimes of Grindelwald, it starts with, you know, you, you come in, you see this big fortress and it's storming outside and there's lightning and thunder going everywhere. And all of a sudden you you get to take this swivel tour through like the, through all the cells and all the inmates yelling. And um, it goes to, like all these guards standing in a hallway, you know, guarding Grindelwald and it goes to like the main door and you see him sitting in a chair in a dark room. And um, then you see the prime minister come in, and then you hear the president talk, or whoever she is. Mm-hmm. I don't know what they call her. Um, yeah, I can't remember. Yeah, but you see the madam talk, and she's like, we had switched his guards regularly because he has a silver tongue, so we just cut it out. Because <laughs> he kept like convincing people to like try to help him. Yeah. You know, he's that convincing. And I thought that was pretty interesting, or persuasive. Yeah. yeah, that was... Well, and that's the other thing, yeah, like... Um, in that movie, when Grindelwald escapes and they go find a place and there's like a family there and it, they just brutally murder them. It's like in other movies they, th- that wouldn't have happened. They would have had some sort of empty house that they found or whatever. But they go in and like there's a baby that he kills in there. And it's like that. I mean, it. that's one thing I kind of like about it. I mean, I obviously I'm not a big fan of m- murdering people, but I like that they show you right away just they, they're showing you that these guys are bad they're not like saying oh these guys are bad theoretically it's like yeah no these guys are bad their their ideology is makes them bad yeah and the, and the cool thing about it is what i like um <clears throat> about crimes of grindelwald you start to get to introduce uh you get introduced to more characters you're familiar with like the last names like lestrange mm-hmm you know, you oh, you hear Lestrange, you cringe. You're like, oh, Bellatrix, that bitch. You know, yeah, like yeah. You, your body cringes like, oh, she can't be a good person. And so you start to learn about Lestrange's and how she's connected to everything. They did a great job, I think, in this movie of bringing everything together. And they used the subtle subtleness, the nuances from the first movie to just catapult this movie forward. And one of my favorite things was, so as back to when Grindelwald was in the prison, you didn't see this before, but you get to see it now. Like the magic he knows, like he was able to apparate from the top of that ledge. So they put Grinwald, the minister of magic comes out he gets in a carriage, which is so weird. You think about this. They decided to transport Grinwald during a storm, which I don't know if that was because they didn't want his followers finding out who he was, but there's guys on broomsticks <clears throat> and there's guys like with magical horses. I think they're th- uh, Thestrals taking Grinwald out in a storm and Grindelwald um, teleports, not teleports, but he apparates from the ledge to underneath the carriage, mm-hmm. which is crazy because that's going to yeah. be really hard to do because apparating is like this really hard task that people have a lot of trouble with. Right. And you have to like have a good idea of where, where, you're, going. where you're going. And this thing's moving. Right. You know, and so he apparates on top of that. And then he like has this, he turns like the leashes or the um, the reins into like snakes from the horses, from the thresholds. And then he's attacking the oars on the broomsticks. He takes on like six or eight oars right there. Mm-hmm. And then he gets inside the carriage. And he starts filling it up with water. It's it's It's, it's crazy. And the, how the whole, you see the magic that takes place there. That's nothing like we've ever seen before. So that was exciting just from the get go. Yeah. It was, it was a, yeah, it was a great start. And it was a fun, uh, exciting start. Um, and then, if, I mean, the one, the one thing I didn't really like about the second movie was the whole 
Queenie Jacob storyline. But it's I weird. mean, it you know, I see what they're do- they ended up doing with it, but I just yeah, I didn't like how he was all It's playing into the into it was they, weird. It was weird. They needed a way to show how persuasive Grindelwald was. Right. And showing, like, using her emotions against her, like how right. she wanted to marry Jacob. Right. But, like, it was kind of dumb, dumb arguments that normal people would probably be able to see through. I don't know. Because she wants to attack him when he first walks in. Because right. she knows how bad Grindelwald is. Like, she just, even yeah. from America, she knows this guy. And then you, all of a sudden you see um, her join inside. So it was just weird how it all comes to a... A one eighty, right? I didn't. didn't well, and the other like thing is, um, it, but I guess it also demonstrates how manipulative, like how in control of himself he is, because she's a like a natural ledge of melons. I don't know how to say that word. Yeah, but um, you know, she can read people's minds, but she's like so natural at it that she actually can't even control it. Yeah. Like she just is always reading people's minds against, kind of against her will. She's that she, you know, that's how Newt finds out, and she gets right. in. She's like having a conversation with Newt in his head. He's like, would you just release him, and we'll find out for himself if he wants to marry you? Yeah, because she came over. So <clears throat> after the whole Grindelwald seed, you get the you get back together with Newt, and he's in the ministry, and uh, you get to meet Newt's brother, who's talked about you know being a war hero. Mm-hmm. Um, you get to meet him, and then you get to meet Lito Lestrange. Yeah, um, and. The weirdest thing for me in the whole movie was the thing that wasn't cleaning anything in the ministry. It's like rolling down the hallway. It's like the brooms aren't touching the floor. Like it's just it's acting like it's cleaning, but why would why would they need that anyhow? It's like in it's like a very retro um rotor scoot what are those robots called? Uh Roombas. Roombas. It's yeah. a very like a very old school Roomba that wouldn't work. So I thought right, that, yeah. they had magic. So why were they even using that in the first place? Right, exactly. I mean it looked cool, but like it yeah. was like this thing is dumb. Like it's yeah. not cleaning the hallway. Right. And so then you get to you get introduced to like the the other main um and antagonist who is like the guy that's Newt's like they want Newt to take the job to go find Credence and and kill him, bring him down. And he refuses to kill him. And I think they already knew that he would do that. So then they add, because he wants to travel and they put a ban on his travel. Yeah. Right. And so, like, they, hey, listen, if you go take care of Credence, you could travel anywhere you want and write your book. And then they uh, bring that one guy in from the ministry. I don't even remember his name, but like, he, they bring, he, he's evil. You could tell he's evil from the get go. Yeah. And that he's obviously working with somebody else. And you know, it's Grindelwald. And so he's tasked with taking down Credence. And so. Um, that starts off with that puts the tension on him and his brother and you know, his brother is obviously this aura, right? you know, and, and he's always, he's by the book, you know? So that was right. kind of cool. And more up popular. More popular. Yeah. Newt's definitely not accepted. Better. Right. Because he's weird. He likes beast. Yeah. And you get to learn more about Newt's backstory and yep. um, whatever her name is. That's like a competing love interest kind of. Theseus is his brother's name. Theseus. Yeah. So and, and I, what you think of his house? His house is crazy cool. Yeah, it is. It's like, a, it's, it's very cool. And his and his assistant's obvi- is obviously in love with him. She's like, right. "Ooh, take your shirt off." Right. <laughs> like, yeah. That's, that's, that's so well, yeah. So Newt's <laughs> actually got like three love interests he in does. this movie. He's got the, the uh, Tina from the first one. Then he's got the royal bloodline lady that's kind of marrying his brother or something. So, Lita. Yeah. Yep. And that that's been like a childhood crush forever of his. And then his assistant, who is like so over the hill over the top in love with him it's like it's hard to believe that newt doesn't realize it but he's like oblivious nerd so that makes sense i guess but. he reminds me of um she reminds me of lady from misery that would like shackle him and break his ankles like <laughs> yeah. she's that like i don't, I don't think she was that extreme but yeah she was so in love with him and and but it's like in an obvious way it wasn't like um, you, most people would pick up that she was really into him except for newt newt doesn't pick up on that kind of stuff so and then it's cool because it switches from there. Then you get to go see Nagini, and then um, all of a sudden that whole the I thought it was so cool how they did the carnival. I thought that was really cool. And but the weird thing was how they they got to it. You get to see Tina, mm-hmm. and you get to see her enter the like they have like a secret entrance to the Wizarding World. Is that what that is? That was kind of confusing. Yeah, because well, then, I mean it's like diagonally. So but. You're not oh, sure how like much like of it is or platform nine and three quarters, but you're not sure like how because it's like streets of it. So yeah, how much of that is 
like a hidden world away from muggles and how much of that is just like this one little like square or something you know? Yeah, because it seemed like there was muggles around at, right. at some point when Newt was chasing Yeah, there the, are times when they're walking through a street and there's clearly muggles, muggles about, yeah. around. But, and it seems... Because in Diagonale, you never see muggles ever. It's right, just, right. So I, and you, but also, though, you don't see the edges of Diagonale, so that's true. an interesting thing. Maybe you, maybe that's one entrance, but there's multitude other ways to exit um, that you just don't see. And, you, and honestly, you never see them in their diagon alley except right. for like the first time in the book. They go right. by flu powder one time. Yeah. And then, so there's multiple, I'm sure there's multiple entrances. That makes right. sense. <clears throat> because it, it was really interesting when she goes in there to the carnival, then you get to meet Nagini and you get to meet Credence again. And obviously Credence has grown with his power because he kind of control going from one to an obscurus back to Credence. Yeah. And um, you get to see Nagini like in her natural, like, habitat like where she's been at this whole time when she's like captive and he's fallen in love with her and they start making fun of him and so you knew some shit was about to go down um then you got to meet tina again and she was powerful then they introduced yusuf who's like the the guy the bad guy he's also right. um that whole backstory there were so many stories in this movie there's a lot of like taking in character development yeah, you know what i mean I so agreed. i don't know if that was that was kind of a hindrance for me too it's just like Man, there's a lot going on in this movie. There is. Because you're trying to remember, okay, what Dumbledore do? Okay, then, right. then Yusuf, and you're trying to remember these names. Well, and, and Dumbledore weird. was very well done, too. I thought uh, oh, Jude great. did great as young Dumbledore, and he's just classic Dumbledore, you know, where he, like, answers things, and he's always, like, got, like, 2,500 different meanings. <laughs> he's so... <laughs> that, like, you think, okay, oh, this is what he really meant. Oh, wait, no, actually, he really meant this other thing. Oh, no, wait, he actually meant this other thing. And it, But it, it was all designed to sound like those five different things. He's know? metaphoric. He speaks in, like... Like metaphors all the time yeah and i just and i love how they did the glove because such a dumb dumbledore would have such good magic he knows how to like make weird things seem so cool like he touches him on the the glove and he apparates to like a different time and right you know they're sitting in the back of this carriage and it's it's awesome how the ministry is trying to track him but they can't i thought it was kind of weak how they binded him though like in this i guess he knew that was coming he just right. didn't happen yeah he um Right. Well, and, and, and that's that's classic Dumbledore too, because he's always, he's all always about, like not openly challenging the ministry, if he can help it, and yep. so he's going to go along with getting arrested or whatever, um, pretty much every time, and because and because he's always also thinking like twenty five steps ahead of everyone, so he's like, okay, yeah, I knew you were going to arrest me. I'm already, I'm I've already mapped out my you know what the end game is i'm yep. already out i'm technically i'm not even really arrested right now in my mind because i'm already playing up here <clears throat> and when um it was really funny because when fudge tried to arrest dumbledore you know 40 50 years in the future yeah it was just so it was it was easy like it was so easy for him to escape they never could arrest him you know they would need 30 40 oars just to arrest him at his feeble stage and so i can only imagine how much stronger he is now versus when he was then. I'm sure he's lost right. a little bit of magic, but he's right. so strong like yeah. back then now. And then, so I'm excited to see, I think this next one, cause the, the first movie fantastic beast didn't have a lot of, it wasn't so action packed, but crimes, crimes of Grindelwald was super action packed. The next one's going to be crazy because at the very end of the movie, when all these things are connecting and then, all they're all at the tomb, um, the Lestrange tomb, you know, and Grindelwald's kind of facing everybody and telling them what's going on and gathering followers. And then you get to the very end and you see him actually name Credence and say, Hey, listen, you're Dumbledore. And Credence like throws out all this power through the wand, he can't control it. It's gonna be interesting to see how they hone that because it's never mentioned before. So I don't, I don't know how it's gonna work. I don't know if Newt's gonna take him down. And then, yeah, Newt there's a lot to unpack there that yeah. they're gonna, that's it also seems like it'd be hard to explain in a movie form, but I mean, th it's interesting. There's lots of little hints there. Cause like, for instance, why is Dumbledore sending new? I mean, there's the, we well, sending. There's okay, the, I guess we pass it up because part of that is that he's being tracked by the ministry. That's well, no, the surface explanation. The, well, and the main reason is he sends new because we, we, we didn't talk about this in the mirror of Aristad, um, Aristad, we see, that Dumbledore made a blood pact with Grindelwald that they couldn't fight each other. So he literally cannot fight Grindelwald, That's and right. Grindelwald can't That's fight right. him. So yeah. he needed Newt. I forgotten about that. Yeah. He needed Newt to go out and after Grindelwald because he literally couldn't fight him. And right. or I think he knew that Newt would get the blood pact 
because obviously the blood pack's like in this vial, and like the small, right. like little, like heart shaped vial. And you see that um, they have it in a box. Like the minister's running around his neck, and mm-hmm. and Grenwald takes it takes it from him and keeps it close to him at all times because he knows that that's his that's his token to success. Like he knows right. that Dumbledore can't go after him, and he doesn't want Dumbledore to come after him. Right. And so there's a story that there's two elder wands. Like there's like two wands. Oh, I hadn't heard that. Yeah, that's story. a really good theory, and that's why Dumbledore was able to de- defeat Grindelwald because that elder wand had a had a brother, because the <clears throat> the Peverells were just a great wizarding family. It wasn't like they actually met death or they conquered death or they 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 were just so good at magic. They they created like these really bad items, like the re- right. the resurrection stone, which makes sense because. It's like they, they created a resurrection zone, which didn't work because you can't conquer death, and they brought it back and didn't work like it was supposed to, so the guy got sad and killed himself. The invisibility cloak is the only cloak ever to not like be like can't be subjectable to magic, so it's kinda interesting. Yeah. And then the elder wand. And I wonder if they made two elder wands. So that's yeah. like that's like the theory. Um, or the death stick, or there's many names for it. So right. it's kinda cool to see like the elder wand appear at the very beginning of Crimes Grindelwald and then it's carried throughout the whole movie. And I wonder if Dumbledore's so afraid of his own power, like obviously because Ariana um, had died already, and so and that's what people think created the Obscurus, which is Credence, which is why he is so powerful inherently, and like he's the only Obscurus of his kind. He's the only Obscurus that can like control himself mm-hmm. and think for himself. And right. I don't know if it's because Dumbledore found a way, because there was a while there where it said Dumbledore couldn't escape like his thoughts. He went into like a no magic phase. And like he turned that in himself, and he he went to those dark times, and he's so afraid of power, which is why he never went to the ministry. So I'm wondering if that obscurus, which is this, this is all theory, but that obscurus is part of Dumbledore, right? And he figured how to transfer it, maybe put it into a kid, or he well, like how maybe to... Dumbledore had an obscurus, and yep. he and he exported it from so. The other idea would be that Credence is like some sort of brother of Dumbledore's, but it doesn't really make sense with what we know. That would take a lot of explanations that would seem kind of like not real <laughs> explanation, yeah, you mean, know, like, like retconning because we already, know, you know, Dumbledore went into depth about his backstory in the books and you know, he had a brother and he had a sister and Abafort did too. And, and he, yeah. And it, I mean, like they both talk about that time and it's weird that they never would have mentioned a th- nether sibling a fourth dumbledore sibling but they did mention that they don't know which one of them killed ariana and that's right and and that's what that's what killed dumbledore because he knows i think this is why dumbledore had an obscurus because he knows without a shadow of a doubt that they had already done the blood pact and he knows that he can't hurt grindelwald so when they when grindelwald was torturing because he was torturing abaforth and he was and ariana got upset by the torture and so when Dumbledore stepped in as um, Grindelwald was torturing Aberforth, they fought each other and the spells rebounded because they can't hurt each other. So their spells are rebounding off each other. It was bouncing everywhere. That's why he knows that he probably killed, in a sense, killed Ariana because they can't fight each other. And he put them in that situation to where right. he had to step in and fight them. Which also, they were you all go dueling. back onto it, would make sense then that Grindelwald actually thought maybe the Obscurus would take the form of a girl. Yeah. Because it was Ariana. Like, yeah. And so he's like, okay, that makes, which is why he didn't think it was Credence in the first movie. Um, so interesting. So so then it would be like that Dumbledore has personified, has, has turned his obscurus into a whole, a, 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 another human being kind of. Because um, he missed his family. Because the only thing, because I think that was his downfall was the resurrection stone. Right. Because he put the ring on that Voldemort had uh, cursed and he put the ring on because he wanted to see his family again. Because he, he's telling Harry, oh, it was an old man's foolish uh, notion that he thought he could use the resurrection stone to bring Ariana to tell her that he didn't mean for her to die. Yeah. So it's really interesting that he still harbors those thoughts. So I think that's, that's all coming into line now. And, and it's kind of cool how how they're writing it and bringing it about. And um, yeah. Is J.K. Rowling, is she involved with all? She is, right? Involved with all the movies? I'm pretty sure. So... Um, yeah, I, I I feel like I I heard that she's kind of like a J- George R. R. Martin type involvement. Right. Um, I think she's pretty heavily involved from my own memory. But. So I just I love so when we get to the to the fact that we're talking about Obscurus now, it's going to be interesting to see if Credence gets away from being Obscurus and becomes more of a person, or if he can ever control that. Because I, I right. think because I think what's going to happen is Newt's obviously not going to go anywhere. 
Right. Um, and he's walking with Dumbledore because finally, so when this is all going down, you find out that Lita is strange, Lestrange, um, what actually knew uh, Credence and or didn't know Credence, but actually had a brother. And um, they were on this boat going back to America because um, Yusuf um, was attacking the Lestrange family. And Yusuf was this guy who um, Lita's dad has stolen his mom from her dad. Mm-hmm. So um, right. her dad died. Her dad, his dad died. And he vowed to always go after and kill um, the kids of, of the Strange because he knew that that would be the thing that he loved the most. So the dad finally had a boy, sent the boy and the girl overseas with like the half elf nanny. Right. The boat sinks and the baby's crying. And so right before the boat sinks, the baby's crying, won't stop crying. So for one moment, Lita switches the babies and that's actually Credence. Mm-hmm. And there's actually a woman with Credence, but we don't know who that woman is. But it's gonna be, it'd be interesting to know how magical that woman was because she didn't use any magic to save herself. So how did that baby even get on the boat? How did, you know what I mean? There's so many questions even there. And so right. the Credence Well, yeah, that's her. another thing. Yeah, because if it is just an Obscurus, then... Then how does that explain all the Credence backstory we learned about regarding the Lestranges? Because that yep. seems like none of that would be real then, or like he would have actually just died. And so it's well, the babies were switched, so somebody else had the obscure. Somebody else had the baby. Oh, wait, that's how she knew that he wasn't. Yeah, she her knew. Brother. She yeah, knew he right. wasn't her that's brother because she her, had switched when he when they're doing the Bogarts. Right, and then her her Bogart was the the dead baby in the wake, the uh, wrapped in like the cloth. Yeah. That's when he, she knows that Creedence isn't her brother because she actually killed her brother on accident. Yeah. Because she switched the babies and that baby drowned with the mom. With the with the lady that had Creedence. So who's that lady? That's a very good question. Like, who, who the hell is she? Like, is she somebody that Dumbledore knows? Or is she somebody... Obviously somebody... She, she, I don't know if she's magical because she didn't use any magic to save it or she didn't have her wand with her. I don't know. There's some great, great questions there. Yeah. That you don't know who she is. Yeah, that's true. There's so much... There's a lot up in the air, and it's will be interesting to see how they pull all those threads together and make it make sense. So I think from that right there, I think that um, Lita sacrifices herself <clears throat> to save Newt and Theseus. So they're obviously um, together. They're brothers. They're um, they're going to be heavily involved in this next movie. And so at the end of the movie, it's Newt, Theseus. You get to meet um, Nicholas Flamel. And he's old yeah, as shit. Like yeah, he's such a great character. He's like, yeah. And this is like a hundred years or whatever before <laughs> Harry Potter, when he finally dies. But he's already like, so he lives another hundred years. But it's yeah, it's funny. He's like, <laughs> he's just running. He's so old and he's super powerful though. Right. Yeah. No. Yeah, yeah. And so he's like running around, and at the end they, you get to see just how it's so crazy because Grindelwald's so powerful. He creates that that blue flame and the dragon. And no one, like, even when you apparate, he's killing people as they apparate. Yeah. That's how powerful that is. So, yeah, right. They couldn't apparate out of there. Yeah. So they're all in this tomb, and Grindelwald's talking to all the masses, and Theseus takes all the oars into the tomb as well. And they're not supposed to do anything. And Dumbledore even warned Theseus, hey, if he gets a gathering, do not go there. Right. Because he knows that Grindelwald's powerful. Well, and then, and then Theseus, while he couldn't ignore the command to go there, he did kind of fight against it, and when he got there, he he made a point to say, "Do not attack." Yep. And I mean, it still goes haywire, but um, he was trying to listen to Dumbledore, and Dumbledore was right. Like that was what Grindelwald wanted. He wanted them there so that they could he could provoke a an attack, a, an attack, yeah. kill that girl. And he's like, "Oh, look what they did! Don't attack them, my brothers, but go out and spread the word." Yeah. So now all these people that were there are operating out, and then. Um, all the oars stay and they're walking down towards Grindelwald and there's like this ring of fire. And he's like, okay, if you truly want to be with me, walk through the fire. And if you don't, like it burns you. Like it's like a lie detector test. Yeah. Like the fire burns you if you don't want to be there. And if you apparate out, it burns you too. So it's kind of weird how that magic works. Like how does, how does Matt, how does it stop? Because apparating is like two seconds. Like how does it catch you? You know, it's weird that it catches them as, as they're apparating. So with him being that powerful, I think that, Dumbledore's only only can focus on Grindelwald, so that brings in Newt or Theseus to fight against the Obscurus, and so I think or Credence. So I think Newt's could take down Credence. Yeah, I don't know if he's going to use the Fantastic Beast to do it, but he's already he's already tamed one one Obscurus. So I don't know if he's able, and that's why Dumbledore wants him to go after 
dips after Credence because he knows that Credence can be saved. Dumbledore wants to save Credence. He doesn't right. want to hurt Credence. So right. I don't know. There's some. I don't think There's, he's a Dumbledore. I, I don't know. It's so weird. Like it, if he, it doesn't make sense, but we'll see. Well, like yeah, they they have a lot of explaining to do. That's what, <laughs> that's that's what I want to get out of. I know we need to get be getting out of here. Cause yeah, you got we, stuff to do. We can't afford to, to do a Joe Rogan po- podcast. Three hour line. podcast. Yeah. No, <laughs> I know you got a trip to Mexico. Um, New Mexico. New Mexico. Yeah, I know yeah. I said Mexico. To yeah, New Mexico. Way yeah, <laughs> um, but no. I, uh, what do you want to get out of the next movie? What do you think? Are, what, are the, what are the primary things you want to see happen in the next movie? Well, I mean, I want to see. Well, I don't know what the plans are in terms of how many movies they're planning to milk out of this, but I guess I want to see Dumbledore and Grindelwald go at it. I want to see that battle, and I feel like they're definitely going to give the give us that. I also want to see um, what hap- I want Queenie to somehow get redeemed. Um, but that's going to be hard to see how that works out. Well, she hasn't killed anybody yet, so. No, right, but she did pretty explicitly, <laughs> like, choose Grindelwald. She, she's kind of psychotic right now because she, right. like, freaks out on, on Jacob and, like, runs to the flames. Right, yeah. Um, so we'll see. And then two, um, um, or three, I guess. Oh, wait, what did I say I wanted to see already? Well. Well, I want those answers about who Credence is. Like that needs to be satisfactorily resolved because I I don't want it to be something where I'm like, well, wait, that doesn't really make sense. I want it to fully make sense and not feel like they're just making, you know, like they're just rewriting what we already knew to make it work. So I I want that to be well done. I mean, even if the movie isn't well done in a sense, I just want that explanation to be well done, um, even if they don't tell it in a good way. I think they're going to go. My main thing is, my. Well, I think my a couple of main predictions. Theseus is definitely probably going to die this next movie. I think they're going to close that loop out. Um, I don't know if Newt even lives. I don't. I don't. You don't really hear anything about him. So well, he I'm has assuming, to write his book. True. So I guess he. Yeah, I guess Newt lives. Um, but I. I think that. There's there's a reason he's going to be involved in the final war, and I'm excited to see how they're going to film it because it's going to be crazy. Because even when Voldemort and um, and Dumbledore fought, that was badass. That was awesome, and so it's going to be even more upscale than that. Now they got better CGI because that was such a long time ago, but um, the CGI is better, and so they're going to be able to do a better battle. Mm-hmm. And and it's and people that spectated it said it was like the craziest battle they witnessed. It was it was epic. And so I'm, I'm kind of excited to see that. Um, so obviously he gets rid of the blood pack. Or Dumbledore has a, has probably probably ten theories on how to get rid of it. Yeah. Um, and Newt's with him, so I don't know if he tells Newt that, hey, listen, you need to go take care. Uh, you need to take care of Credence while I go after Grindelwald. This is the only way this is going to work because he can't fight them both together. And are we going to see some kind of training from Grindelwald to Credence? Like, how is Credence even learn magic this late in the game? Like, he's so old, you know. You don't ever see old people learn, relearning magic. It never never talks about that in the Harry Potter books. Like it does, like in Star Wars, when they're talking about old, like and t- they start talking about Luke and they start talking about that, but it doesn't talk about any like how it is with um with everything else. So I don't know. I'm excited to see that. Yeah, I, mean, I, I don't know. It's gonna be interesting. But I, I think there's no age limit, so I don't know yeah. how fast he's gonna learn something. Is it gonna come out like okay, five years from now? Right. There's got to be a gap, I think. Yeah, yeah. Because the other one, it was only like a matter of months because... Yeah, it wasn't any time at all. Yeah, it was barely any time. Um, Obviously enough time for them to cut out his tongue and him to swap bodies, but... (laughs) Yeah. But that wasn't... But that didn't take days. I mean, there's... I think it was a few months, but it wasn't... Yeah, right. It wasn't years. Right, no, it was definitely not even one year. Um, It was six months. It was six months. I think yeah. she says, "Oh, you'd watched him for six months." So I, I think there's going to be a timeline. Yeah, I think there's going to be a couple of years probably between the next two because Creedence can't learn anything. How fast can you learn something in six months? Right. I guess if you just dedicated every day to it, you could. But I unless don't know. they're going to do, I don't know how many movies they're planning. So maybe they're planning a two more movies, and he's going to one more, please. Yeah, just, I mean. One yeah. more. Yeah. I'm, I'm I'm over it after this movie. Um, yeah. I just want to see the fight. Like this, I don't want to. I'll be furious if we get to the end of this next movie and it's like stops right before the fight. I will right. be 
pissed. Like I'm like, listen, like you you, you make my I'm salivating for this the, fight, and you get right. Hollywood to it. has a weird history of like choosing weird moments to make the split. Like for instance, with the original Harry Potter franchise, they split the last book. Which yeah. I mean, like, yeah, it made sense because the Harry Potter books are so long splitting them into two movies does make sense, but that was not the longest Harry Potter movie or a book in by any, you book know, seven wasn't was the close. longest, right? It was like, almost no, a Goblet of Fire was actually the longest one. Was it really? Didn't know that. I'm pretty sure. But, um, so, but yeah, there's, it's like, but they didn't split it until the very end and they split it in a way where it's just like lead up to a fight. And then the next movie is the fight. Same with the Hobbit. It's like, you have one, well, you have Lord the of the Rings. Be, the Hobbit you have Lord of the Rings. They split the Hobbit into three, three movies. You have though. three books, and each of those books is way longer than the Hobbit, and they tell that in three movies. And then they take <laughs> the Hobbit, which is one book, and it's a fairly short book and fairly straightforward storyline, and they stretch that out into three whole movies. And two movies, two. I and the two last movie was just them fighting a dragon. That was well. I guess they probably. I think they had I, the battle of the five. They the had. Of the they five they armies. also did the battle of the five armies, which but, in the Hobbit, the book took up like two paragraphs. Oh really? <laughs> yes. In in the book of the Hobbit, the battle of the five, five armies was just at the end. And there's like, and then all the goblins came, and all of the things came, and it was the battle of the five armies, and a lot of people died that day. So anyway, that's the story. <laughs> and, I can, <laughs> like, yeah, and I can understand wanting to make that a, a focal point because that'd be kind of a cool thing to film. But yeah. like, here's the thing: is they could have done that, and the whole thing with Legolas and how they filmed like the, uh, the Rivendell stuff was or not Rivendell, whatever Legolas is from. But like, that was kind of annoying too. It's just there was a lot of character development that didn't need to be there. Yeah, um, the 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 woods. Um, yeah, I'm not sure where he's from, but. I, I liked the the first movie was okay. I was like, okay, cool. I mean, but then that learned they're going to pay three movies. I'm like, what are they going to do for three movies? And there were some cool, there were some really cool, like the guy that changed it to the bear, I thought was a cool tactic. But then you start to think about, they added all these things in here and then it makes even Lord of the Rings even more frustrating. Yeah. Because it's like, man, there's all these powerful people and like you never even hear about them. Well, you do in the books kind of, oh, the guy that could change in the bear, I don't think he gets brought up in Lord of the Rings, but, um, and also, he's actually gets kind of sidelined in The Hobbit more than he was in the book. It's weird. Like I've they, never read The Hobbit. In the, in, the in the movie, like he gets like a kind of a different role. Where in some ways, it's he gets more involved, but in other ways, he's less involved than he was in the book. I don't know. It's um, and then of course you got like the the brown wizard, whatever his name is, who's not in The Hobbit at all. Um, Oh, Rega, um, Radagast, Rad- 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 yeah, yeah, the brown, and then you have the whole thing of uh, don't of uh, Gandalf going into the woods and fighting Sauron, which isn't which is not in the Hobbit, that's actually like from the Silmarillion, but or something. I don't, it's some, it's it's or it, Gandalf just mentions that he had to go take care of a sorcerer, and everyone knows that it's Sauron. Like and he never takes retroactively, care of but yeah. And that's when you want to, that's when Gandalf doesn't realize how powerful Sauron actually is still, yeah. even without the ring, you know? Right, right, right. He's still vanquished, but powerful. But anyway, yeah. So no, I just hope that they don't take that path. Like this does not yeah. need to be seven movies. You know, there's no books, so they could do whatever they want because there's right. no books to well, write Well, I against. think, yeah, there's part of it is like, we want to do a trilogy, do a franchise. Well, I mean like everything's a franchise now where you yep. just make movies forever Endeavor, endeavor. <laughs> I mean, I guess in some ways it's better than remaking movies yeah. all the time, but because um, you can keep adding you can things, do franchise. new things, but also some of it's like, okay, do we have to be stuck like in these worlds? Like, just like it's almost kind of like a random ch- selection of franchises. It's not like it it, it happened organically, but it, we got Marvel. You, know, you got Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. Um, that's pretty much all I know right now. Star Wars, Star Wars, uh, yeah. Star Trek is kind of, but that's still that one's a little, but that one's kind of been that way for a long time, I guess. Um, there's Maze um, Runner, I guess. Is the one. DC is trying to do it, but they're not very successful. Universal tried to create one with the horror movies, and that failed miserably. 
Which one was by, that? They relaunched The Mummy, and it was supposed oh. to be the first one in the horror universe, and they're going to do Frankenstein and all this other stuff. You know, they're all going to be related. Yeah, but the, their sequels were just so bad. Yeah. And then... But no, no, the new, the remake, oh, the Mummy with, remake with, <laughs> oh, with, Tom yeah, with Tom Cruise, yeah, it was terrible too. Yeah, yeah, that, that was gonna, that was gonna kick off a new horror verse or whatever. Um, well, for they Universal. should just use a Conjuring or something like that to kick it off with. Like, I don't think Disney, but they're should, gonna Universal do because yeah. they're gonna use all their classic horror, oh, their like Frankenstein, Frankenstein, uh, Jekyll and Hyde, um, like those. They were gonna make this weird it didn't that's, make sense it didn't make any sense but that's like remakes like that's just all remakes yeah know? but they were going to make them all tie together gotcha. as part of the same universe kind of like taking a marvel stance on it yeah right. like how they're tying in thor and right Spider-Man exactly and that's Ant-Man exactly what they're and all that stuff gotcha um but that's that's whatever i'm a huge well fan. and then also like we're talking about all these different franchises and actually most of them are all disney <laughs> no. Yeah. Now everything's Disney. Everything Disney's taking over, man. They're they're adding yeah. their own streaming too. Yeah. So I don't know. I can't wait for the next. Another thing that's coming up. We're gonna talk about is the new Star Wars. I'm excited for that. Even though I didn't like Episode Eight, I know you do. I loved it. Yeah. I mean, I definitely see some problems with it. I don't think it's a perfect movie, but the, the some of the key things that a lot of people hate, I thought were brilliant. So specifically, Luke. Obviously, that's but um. I, I love that. That was that for me made the movie enjoyable. Like if if you had made Luke more bland and just like a Yoda character, I actually would like the movie less. So. I just wanted to see some different force powers. I guess the force teleportation was a different force power, but like <laughs> or like the what do you call that the holograph force power? But like yeah, projection. Yeah. Like in the in the books, like he was able to like pull star destroyers out of the space, and he was able to do different stuff like with. Uh, with the force that you well, which he theoretically was able to too but I but sometimes I don't know because you get the superhero effect where it's just like doing anything that he needs to do like the it I find that to be boring sometimes I don't know it's the, superheroes like aren't they more interesting when they can't access all of their powers sometimes but I mean I, I don't think that was Luke's case though I mean he was able to access yeah. his powers he just decided not to well no but yeah he cut himself off because yeah. he thought that was in the best interest of the galaxy but i just wish there was more development so we'll see what happens i'm kind of obviously yeah. this is the end of the skywalker saga so it's gonna be a new saga right and i'm, I'm really pumped about the old republic so i think the old republic game for star wars is badass yes like, it's such a cool uh, it it's is such, a great game i love one of my favorite games it's uh, such a cool like it's coder a, and coder too well and like i just like the it's so dark yeah it's so like it's so medieval. Right. And like the battle between, there's like thousands and thousands of Sith. Like there's Sith planets. Right. Like there's only well, two Sith Well, and the now. whole idea, like, and it was kind of revolutionary storytelling wise for its time because it, it's like, wait a second, you are actually the bad guy. Yep. Um, so that was just kind of a new twist that no one had ever thought to do before, but it was pretty cool. When's that come out? Is that Christmas time? I don't know when that's coming out. It, it, it does it have an actual release date? I don't know. Uh, I don't. I, don't know. I, I think we'll it's. I don't think that. it's even been filmed yet. I think it's still in development. But I hope. I hope it gets done. But I'm also. It seems like there's going to be Star Wars fatigue. But I also thought that way about Marvel movies and. Those are still then I got strong. really super excited about Infinity War and Marvel was great. I went and now and saw Endgame's that. coming up. Yeah. In games next month. Yeah. So, so you get Game of Thrones next month. Yeah. You get in game next month. In July, you get Stranger Things three on July fourth. So yeah. there's there's a lot of good things finally. Which coming. I'm finally caught up on Stranger Things too. So we'll have to do a podcast on that because I do need to. We so, do need to end this. We yep. said no Joe Rogan. Yep. No Joe All Rogan right. link. We're so. out of here, guys. So stay tuned. We'll yep. do. We'll do Stranger Things next. All right. All right. Sounds good. Talk to you guys later. Bye. See ya. Matt. Chris. Rampant. Speculation.